of every somber, prayerful day. Let's whoop it up, though. You know, why, why, why act like we're really somber? This is such a farce. Oh, we're so somber. Oh, now listen. I want all my members. You got to act like you really are very upset. We need you to be somber all day. We need you to be sad all day. Uh, they've been they've been pushing this crap for since the day he was elected. We're gonna act somber. Except when Speaker Pelosi gets up to talk, then we're going to celebrate. Hang on. Today we are here to defend democracy for the people. May God bless America. Okay. Oh, that was so somber. I was so sad. I'm so so that was a serious moment of laughter and congratulatory laughter and happy, happy. Um, none of this should surprise you. It's all a fait complete. You know, this idea that she's warning has to go out and warn Democrats. I kind of get a kick out of, you know, there was they were, they're so serious and troubled right now. Nancy Pelosi had to warn everybody. That, you know, don't break out in cheers and high five each other when the f- final vote comes in. Why? Why be honest with the American people? Why? You know, let's act like we're something we're not. And then when we get behind closed doors, then we'll high five each other. We got them now. Now, it's not going anywhere. It is going to die on the vine in the United States Senate. And then as it should be, you, we, the American people, we're going to get our say. And guess what? I will tell you right now, there'll be no rules on election night in 321 days. You do not have to be somber. And if you want to cheer and you want to high five and you want to say, hell yeah, I'm all for it. Do whatever you want. Now, me, I will be surrounded by multiple computers on the phone, uh, watching multiple television sets and being a total complete nerd as I go through every single county in Florida, Ohio, North Carolina, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and all the other swing states. That's what I do on every election night. It's the same thing. You know what happened the last election? Well, last election night was pretty interesting. So I, I, I got two stories here. I'll start with the one about me. So there weren't many of us that thought that Donald Trump can win. And look, I've, I've lived my career following the truth and doing things differently than other people. Nobody else was going to vet Obama in 2007 and eight. Okay, we went all in, you know, Frank Marshall Davis, the Chum gang, uh, black liberation theology and how it inspired him. Acorn, Alinsky, community organizer. Uh, We went through Reverend Wright, the Church of GD America, Father Flager, uh, heirs and Dorn, you know, to the point Newt Gingrich. Now, remember, we go back a long ways, too, because I was emceeing Newt Gingrich's event the night that he became the Speaker of the House. And as a friend, he called me at one point and he says, you're, going, you're pushing this too hard and, and I, you're not going to survive. He goes, your career is going to blow up. And I remember, you know, I took it, you know, you get advice from Newt Gingrich, a pretty smart guy. I took it seriously and I was like, well, it's the truth. There's nothing that I've misreported. Nobody else is going to do it. So we always kind of like to say that we go to the we go to the biggest tree we can find. We climb all the way up to the skinniest little branch. Then we ease our way out to the tiniest little twig. 
And then we like to hang on to a leaf that is still up there from the previous fall uh, and hope we don't drop because that's how we live in terms of the way we do the show. Not doing the show, you know, a part of, I guess, doing your job means you're going to take risks. So, on a, you know, I remember that I took a risk when we I would tell my conservative friends I was telling everybody not only that Trump had a chance to win, that he would govern conservatively. And I've now been proven right. Everybody, many people, even very close friends doubted me. They're like, well, we once donated to these Democrats in New York. I'm like, you don't get a building up in New York if you don't do it. Uh, It's pretty much quid pro quo Joe everywhere in New York. Thank God I don't have buildings in New York. Um, And you know what? You play the game a little bit. That's that's then Trump even said, I hate it. It's disgusting, but it was true. But the game is that I guess that's the way and I'm not in that industry. But I guess if you don't play the game and you don't get the permits and you don't get to build, that means plumbers, electricians, contractors, carpenters and everybody in between steel workers don't have jobs. So it benefits everybody to get a deal done. Um, and I just said, I'm telling you, he's not a liberal. And he would explain when he actually had changed his mind, for example, on the issue of abortion. And he explained, but I also think he's got a, a libertarian streak in him, meaning Trump. But then he explained taxes. Then he explained his approach to health care, health savings accounts, health care cooperatives. Then he believed in energy independence and he'd tell that story. And then he told us, these are the judges that I'll pick from the list that I'll pick from if I'm elected. And then he said, obviously, he'd been all out there on better trade deals and he didn't want long drawn out uh, conflicts with foreign countries and sending our, our brave men and women abroad forever. And he wanted other countries to pay their fair share. He wants to build the wall and all of which he's now done. So we went out on a limb there, too. And a lot of my conservative friends that said that were dubious, you had every right to be. Don't take my word for it. I I want you to think on your own and and come up to your own conclusions. Anyway, so back to Election Day. So I was one of the few we were out there. Weren't a lot of us. Uh, I felt very strongly he had a very good shot to win. But I don't know, maybe it's my Irish upbringing. My father would always say, don't spend that money because it's never going to happen again. You'll never you may never earn another penny like, OK, Dad. But he grew up poor. I know where he's coming from. And you always think, well, something bad's going to happen. And we all should prepare for rainy days in our life, dark times in our life, because everybody goes through it. Nobody goes through this life without getting hit, period. You got to learn to take punches and roll with the punches in life. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard. So anyway, so we were out there and the two stories from Election Day, one is Fox was saying, well, you 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 have been out there more than anybody else uh, on the network supporting Donald Trump and making the case why he should be president. We want you to be a part of our coverage. The problem was when I've done their coverage in the past, I mean, they don't want me there. They've got too many people already. I'm going to get like five minutes. And more importantly, I can't do the work that I like to do on election night, which is I like to look at what's happening in Cuyahoga County, uh, what's happening in Hamilton County, what's happening in the Panhandle, what's happening in Lee and Collier County in Florida, uh, what's going on, what shenanigans are going on in Broward and Palm Beach counties, et cetera, et cetera. That's I try to figure out, all right, what were the at this hour back in 2008 and 12, what were the numbers? 
All right, the numbers here are now this. Okay, that means we're in the game. So when it was getting time that, you know, I had already sent to Fox Bill Shine at the time. I sent him a note. I said, it's over. Donald Trump's elected. And he's, he's on the phone. He, and he actually saved the email he told me. He's on. how do you know? Well, I, that I went and I explained that Wisconsin was Trump's. Then I explained Pennsylvania's going Trump. But then I explained that it's over. He's getting Michigan, too. It's done. Um, and he goes, you got to get on the air. And I'm like, OK, I just had my third beer. Uh, I'm in. I'm literally in my sweatpants and my fireman T-shirt, as usual. And I'm a, my baseball cap on backwards. I don't think it's going to look good for TV. And I'm not putting makeup on. So he starts yelling at me. He did. And I said, uh, I, I, he goes, oh, we're calling you now. You better pick up the phone. I said, OK, but you're on the phone. Anyway, so I called in and I did like a 10 minute. Why Donald Trump won on Fox back story. Now, we don't want that now. Now, earlier in the day. If when the exit polls came in, it was very similar to 2004. The exit polls showed that John Kerry was going to be the next president of the United States. 535 that afternoon, Dick Cheney calls this radio program knowing what everyone in the media knew. And that is that John Kerry, it appeared, according to the exit plans, was the next president. He's he's literally calling out the panhandle and southwest Florida because Florida apparently had gone Kerry. And the same with Ohio. He's calling out conservative counties, Hamilton County, uh, you know, Cincinnati, all these different counties. Anyway, so on election day at about, oh, what time do we get? 4.15 or 5.15? About 5.10 or 5.15 every election day, I get the exit polls. Now, you're not supposed to talk about them. Okay, yeah, okay, good luck with that because I have 15 different ways to get it. And I, once I get it, it's because everyone gets the same thing. It's There was no way. Donald Trump didn't win a thing, according to the exit polls. He didn't win a state. He didn't win North Carolina. He didn't win Florida. He didn't win Ohio. He certainly didn't win Pennsylvania, Michigan and Ohio. You know, it was only a handful of states. They were predicting they'd be able to call the race very early in the evening that Hillary Clinton would be the first woman elected president of the United States. So, all right, I go to an early break or I take a break and I get on the phone that time, Donald Trump, candidate Trump had a cell phone and I called the cell phone and I said to him, OK, your team is now huddled in a room drawing straws because not one of them wants to come in and tell you what I'm about to tell you. And I told him the story. I said, before I tell you, let me tell you the story in 2004. I said, you do not poll well. You've never polled well. I've never believed the polls on you. You, you, you can't buy it. You're going to have to. You're going to have to compartmentalize. This isn't true. Sit tight. Let the numbers roll in. You'll know soon enough if you're in this game. And he goes, OK, took it in. Fine. About eight o'clock Eastern, I made my first call. I said, trust me, you are in this more than you know. How do you know? How do you know? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm looking at this number, this number, this number. I don't remember the numbers I was looking at at the time. And then I called back one other time. I said, Mr. President, congratulations. How do you know? Because <laughs> he said the same thing. How do you know? The, the, the issue here is with all this insanity and the solemn moment that we have today. In 321 days, it doesn't matter what what they are, how they're hurting the country. They've been hurting the country for three years. It doesn't matter. They haven't lifted a finger. 
to make us more safe, more secure, to make us more prosperous. It doesn't matter that eight years of Biden-Obama failed miserably. It doesn't matter. None of this matters in 321 days. The Senate will do their job. It'll probably be very, very quick. Uh, We know Mitch McConnell says, yeah, the trial is not going to take long in the Senate. And it's not because there was only one fact witness. Everyone else was a hearsay or an opinion witness. And then the election is going to begin. And then it's going to be about, well, are you better off than you were four years ago? It's going to be about, do you really want this extreme radical socialism or do you prefer capitalism and freedom? Because that it's going to be that stark a choice, regardless who gets that nomination. And then it's going to be, what have they done for you the last four years? How have they treated this country? The answer is that it's been repulsive and atrocious. And they have lied and they have been dragging this country through their sewer. And they have been exposed for the for the swamp creatures they are. I don't see them getting rewarded for that. Now, I don't know. I believe you got to play every election like you're a touchdown behind. You're six points down. The two minute drill. You have no timeouts to win. You need a touchdown and a field goal. That's how I'm looking at this election. Now, we're going to put together all sorts of great interactive stuff on Hannity.com this year. When you need to register, when your primary is, where your primaries are, uh, absentee ballot, early voting. We'll put it all up there. It's going to be very comprehensive. But in 321 days, it doesn't mean it doesn't matter what these idiots have done the last three years or today. All today did is highlight who they are and how petty they are and what a bunch of hypocrites they are, which I'm going to explain when we get back. Ah, the president's approval rating. Let's see. Morning of the president's impeachment. Yeah, it just uh, climbed six points. The highest number in the Gallup survey, higher than Obama at this point in his presidency. Oh, so sorry. What's that dopey lawyer's name over at Fake News CNN? Oh, just, how do these guys get on TV? The dumbest lawyers are on TV. The the dumbest people that say their lawyers are on TV. Now, we have some brilliant ones. You got Levin and Greg Jarrett and Alan Dershowitz, obviously. They're all great people. I I can't even name all of them. But anyway, he just said, you know, the Democrats, uh, the support among Democrats for impeachment, you know, falling a a 13 point collapse. He just goes apoplectic. Can I just say I don't believe that poll for one second? Well, all the polls are saying it. It's not even an outlier, not even close to an outlier. Um, the president's approval rating in all these polls, as we told you earlier, now it's sinking, cratering on the issue going underwater. Uh, voters tell Zogby in a poll that Democrats are more concerned with impeaching Trump than they are with helping Americans. Two thirds of the voters believe Democrats in Congress are more concerned with punishing the president than helping we the people. Yeah, I'd say Zogby is right on that poll, and it may actually be a little higher. Uh, all right, we'll give you the uh, all the nonsense that's gone on today and how this is going to crescendo around 6.30, 7 o'clock tonight. By the way, while simultaneously Donald Trump will have a rally in front of, oh, about 40,000 people in Michigan. 
to the, to the notion of where we are and how the Democrats are feeling today, you can feel it in the air here. It feels different. It is palpable that this is uh, momentous, that this is brave. And again, it is, despite the Democrats' talking points, not something that this speaker wanted to do for and about this president. Yeah, it's a somber, somber mood up on Capitol Hill. Where Democrats are they're making their own messages to, to their members. The speaker, I'm told, told her members through various ways, don't gloat. That was a message that the Nancy Pelosi gave to her members. They don't want to be seen as cheering the proceedings, rooting on exactly what's happening or expressing any emotion, but in a positive way, in any way, they want to be, they just have the tone that this is somber, this is serious, that they are doing this only because they have to. They don't want to look, come and look like they are overjoyed by the prospects that they are impeaching the president. On you know, this whole notion, Glory, of uh, the advice from the speaker to the Democrats, don't gloat. I think that's significant on a very, very somber day. Well, it is significant because this is a moment, as she says, that nobody was really looking forward to. You have a country that is bitterly divided uh, on this and gloating would be the wrong thing. As she says, uh, she always uses the phrase that she prays for the president. We don't know. We have we no idea how this will play out 11 months from now. We do know today that Nancy Pelosi has the votes she wants to make today very somber. And then we will fight this out for the next 11 months. It is a vote of conscience. And that's that's not spin. That's not rhetoric. That's real. Uh, that, that's a real thing. And the one other just little piece of color that I can tell you about is I was just talking to a Democratic congresswoman who's wearing a, a dark dress and said that she and some of her, her colleagues, who are not men because they tend to wear dark clothes anyway, uh, talked about wearing a sort of dark dress today to show the somber nature of the day. Today we are here to defend democracy for the people. May God bless America. They are full of crap. As soon as they get behind closed doors, all this feign, oh, somber, 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 somber. No gloating, no high-fiving, no gloating, no high-fiving. You know, somebody said to me, you know, do you think that Nancy Pelosi, even though she's telling them not to cheer, what do you think they're going to do when they get behind closed doors? Are you, or do they think we're dumb? They wanted this ever since the day this man was elected by we smelly Walmart shoppers and an irredeemable, deplorable people and people that believe and cling to God and our constitutional rights, our Bibles and religion. They, they, this is a load of crap. Now, they got to be a little unhappy that the president's approval rating is up six points since the start of this with the Gallup poll. Whoopsie daisy. And they've got to hate the fact that the impeachment is uh, way down. And then you got the loonies like Alyssa Milano. I'm so sick and tired and tired of this. Oh, my life is a hard as an actress. It's very hard to go in the trailer and whatever. I mean, she's lost her mind like the rest of Hollywood. They're not this. This is not a somber moment for them. This is tidings and comfort and joy for them. But they don't care that they're hurting the country in the process. That's the serious side of it. They don't care that they are weakening the executive branch. They don't care that they're dividing the country. They don't care that they've done nothing to help the country. They don't care that it's been three long years. Listen, my great hope on about today is this is this defines them. This is who they are.
This is what they represent. Nothing. Rage, psychosis, hatred of all things Donald Trump. And with that, all of the success. Remember, he had to undo the damage of Obama and Biden. 13 million more Americans, food stamps, 8 million more poverty, uh, lowest labor participation rate since the 70s. Now, what do we have in three years? We have the lowest unemployment numbers since 69. Record low unemployment for every demographic in this country. And now they've got to worry because there's eight polls in America that show African-American support for the president ranges from 34, 5, 34, 33, 28, 22, and the lowest is 16 and a couple others in between. That's 16. The low number would be twice what the president had in 2016. His only, well, what do you got to lose? They haven't helped you in all these decades. But I will tell you, it is, this is going to blow up in their faces. First, it's, as Mitch McConnell said, it's going to die in the Senate. Second, what what Zogby is pointing out here, he's got nearly 70 percent of American voters saying these Democrats are more concerned with punishing the president than helping us. That matters because that's true. Now, say what you will, because we've had three years of this shift show with nonstop bull shift and shift happening all over the place. It's all there. And I can tell you, we know they've done nothing. Now they have the same talk. Today is a solemn day. Solemn, solemn, yes, solemn, 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 solemn. Somber, 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 somber. No gloating, no gloating. What do you think happens when the doors close? Whoop, whoop, woohoo! Let them, but I'll be, hopefully we the people will get the last word in 321 days. We get to whoop, whoop ourselves. Hopefully that won't be a somber day. You know, this is a partisan impeachment. This is about getting Trump. It's always about been about getting Trump any way they can. And if they have to bifurcate their psychotic brains that, oh, they'll forget about real Russia collusion with the dirty dossier. They'll ignore real corruption, which, you know, we're going to use an unverifiable dirty dossier to spy on a presidential campaign, then transition, then presidency. Uh and they're going to say, well, we're, we're against obstruction, except for Hillary's deleted subpoenaed emails and bleach bit and hammers. And we care about election interference, but only if it's Trump Russia, not Hillary Russia. Because remember, The New York Times said that, yeah, that dirty dossier was likely Russian disinformation from the beginning and separate and apart because we believe Russia's bad. And they did what they did in 2016. And Putin's a hostile actor. We also know they don't seem to care that Ukraine on their own according to their court decision in Politico, was helping Hillary there. That's how hypocritical they are. They, this, this is not a party where intellectual honesty, objective, true thought, reason matters anymore. All they're doing is scratching their big itch that they have built up. And that itch was the bite that they got on in November of 2016. And they've been unable to, to, to scratch that itch, which is to get rid of Trump. And they have been singularly focused the entire time. And if it means they're going to be the biggest hypocrites and ignore quid and pro and quo and Joe fire, the, you're not getting the billion. You're not going to get the billion dollars unless you fire the prosecutor that I know is investigating my son that is being paid millions. Zero experience hunter being paid millions. You have to forget all that. And then you have to look at Trump where there was no quid pro or quo and impeach him for that. But we'll support Biden. That's how twisted, ugly, contorted 
and and compartmentalized and bifurcated their brains are. That's why McConnell's saying this isn't going to take long. You know, they, they have betrayed the American people. They are serving themselves only. This is a pat themselves on their own back moment for them because this is who they are. This is like, oh, and we're going to impeach them again and again and again. Well, you might lose in 321 days because I think they just gave the biggest campaign contribution possible to the reelection of Donald J. Trump. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's going to go over to the Senate and die, and then you get to decide. Steve Scalise is with us. He just tweeted out before I called out Democrats for breaking House rules to deny Republicans our right to hold our own hearing with the witnesses they block. They like to claim they'll schedule the minority hearing after the impeachment vote. What's the point? Good point. Um, It is impressive how the Republicans have really stood up here um, and seem to now finally get. You see, I think Republicans, a lot of them have had this syndrome for years is that they think if they're well, if we're a little nice to them, they're going to be nice to us. I don't think Democrats like you guys at all. I don't think they like the Trump supporters, the smelly Walmart people either. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Sean, and it really is, you hit on the point, it's not just about President Trump. They wanted to impeach him from the day he took the oath of office, and even before then you had Democrats calling for his impeachment. It was never about a crime, and there is no crime. You know this, you've pointed it out. Uh, there are no high crimes and misdemeanors. Even the Democrat star witnesses testified under oath when asked, name a high crime or misdemeanor, name an impeachable offense. Was there bribery? Every one of them said no. This is a personal vendetta, Sean. It's not just to uh, reverse the results of the 2016 election. It's those forgotten men and women that this president's been fighting for. They have disdain for the fact that he really did go and fulfill his promises to cut taxes, to rebuild our country, to rebuild our military, to secure our border. They've stood up against every single one of those things. And so they, it's like they're scared to death that they're weak field the candidates. I mean, Hillary Clinton is out polling everybody on the Democrat field, including Joe Biden. That's how weak their field are. They're scared to death he's going to win re-election. But they really don't trust no, the, the voters. The, they the don't poll the that came out this last week, as tr- Trump is, is pounding all of them and beating all of them. He is. I mean, look, the president's been doing a great job. What do you job. think? How does this play out, though, in the districts? These guys are all going to go home from for Christmas. Now, we even saw at... Um, at Schiff's town hall, man, did, did that become a Schiff show, if you will? It's a disaster for them back home. Because, look, they ran saying they were going to be different. They ran saying they were going to work with everybody, get things done. And all they've done is try to carry out a personal vendetta against the president. Uh, they are not standing up for the hardworking people of this country, the things that people want to do. People want lower drug prices. Sean, we had a bill we negotiated that got out of committee unanimously to lower drug prices. Families could have that today. They could be paying less for prescription drugs today. The president said he'd sign the bill. Uh, every Democrat on the committee voted for it. Pelosi won't bring that to the floor because of impeachment, securing our border, uh, making sure our troops have the tools they need. Uh, They've not done any of this stuff because they've been just fixated and obsessed with this witch hunt of impeachment. And I think they're paying a price for it already. Uh, You know, obviously you see Van Drew talking about uh, switching parties. You see other Democrats afraid to go home because people are furious with them because they've they've literally uh, flipped uh, their noses at the people of the district who elected them, who love this president, love what this president's doing. Uh, And again, even if you don't like or agree with the president, we have elections for that. The elections next year. What is uh, the you don't impeach a president because you don't like his policies? They walk us through. Walk us through the day and when this uh, shift show is over. 
So we probably have about another three hours of debate, and uh, you know, you're going to ultimately see the first time in our history of our country a partisan impeachment vote. Uh, every Republican is going to vote against it. You're going to have some Democrats vote against it because there's nothing the president did wrong. He didn't commit any crimes. Again, if you don't agree with his foreign policy, I mean, all these foreign policy experts they brought forward. You saw these hearings. Well, explain what happens, though. So are there going to be there going to be two votes and then a final vote? How does it work? There will be we'll have a separate vote on each article of impeachment. And so you'll you know, Article one, they have the abuse of power, the obstruction of Congress made up terms. There's no laid out crimes because there were no crimes, but there's going to be a vote on each one individually. And uh, at the end of that, they they may or may not appoint the uh, the impeachment managers for the Senate. We're not sure about that. That's Speaker Pelosi's call. But the real votes are going to be the two articles of impeachment. They'll be taken one at a time. Is this around seven o'clock tonight when the president goes on stage in uh, Michigan in front of a huge crowd? Uh, which yeah, I think what a is a contrast that's going to be, Sean. You know, you got the yeah, president working. up there with real people, people he's been fighting for, delivering for, creating jobs for against these Washington elites who hate the fact that he won the election. Who hate They didn't care about those folks, the forgotten men and women that they never did anything for. Now, all of a sudden, those people are successful. They have opportunities because of the president and they want to impeach him from office. This is going to be a scar on Nancy Pelosi's legacy as speaker. The latest is a, a McLaughlin poll that I saw that he put out. Uh, where now, again, it's dropping like a rock. Uh, these are in the 31 districts that where Trump won in, in 2016. Uh, only 36 percent of people in those 31 districts thinks the, these Democrats should be reelected. Yeah, and it's probably going to get worse for him. Uh, agreed. You might uh, be uh, back in the hunt to be the House uh, Majority Leader. Uh, Steve Scalise, as always, thank you for being with us. Oh, I don't know if you saw, by the way, Lisa Page, I guess, did this interview. She said the Justice Department betrayed her by releasing her Russiagate text. Well, Horowitz is holding a hearing today. We'll cover this on Hannity tonight. Yeah, we found the, through text messages evidence of people's political bias. Yep. Uh, and was it your conclusion that political bias did not affect uh, any part of the page investigation, crossfire hurricane? We didn't reach that conclusion. He said, we've been very careful in connection with all of this sort of thing. And he goes on and on. Uh, so she's trying to play the victim, I noticed, and explaining what the insurance policy meant. Oh, it's an analogy, she said. Uh, no. Um, and, and she says she's betrayed. She's a victim. Well, when you say God, Trump is a loathsome human being. Hillary should win a hundred million to zero. I can't believe Trump is likely to be an actual serious candidate. Uh, he's an enormous beep. Uh, the whole thing is a bad dream. Uh, she has to win. She must win. I feel, you know, I've got a flash of nervousness yesterday about Trump. Uh, yeah, when you write all this stuff, that means you hate the guy. And, then, you know, remember, they talked about the insurance policy. We know what they meant. And please tell me this is never going to happen. Oh, no, no, no. We'll stop it. We will stop it. The two FBI agents are going to stop it. Um, maybe you were meant to be here because you were meant to protect the country from this menace. Oh, OK. No bias there. Uh, you're going to use the powers of FBI agent to stop the country from this menace. Um, I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in, in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. I could smell the Trump support at a Virginia Walmart. Figure I needed to brush up on Watergate. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, and don't forget their, uh, maybe, is this what we talked about with Andy McCabe? Oh, yeah. Whoopsie-daisy. Uh, anyway, 800-941-SEAN. Bill O'Reilly's take on this madness. Uh, we'll have full coverage, although we got a lot of other stuff that we're getting to. Horowitz testifying with Ron Johnson's committee today. We'll get to that. We got a lot of polls out today. Uh, this is really a non-event to me. The president's speaking. It's going to be a wild, I'm telling you, rally tonight. Seven o'clock. Ah, just a couple of little hours away from the solemn, solemn, sad, tough day. But don't don't cheer in public. Don't high five each other in public. Just act like you're really somber and serious and and uh, and solemn. That's it. Solemn. Just it's not good. Uh, I will tell you between that and Alyssa Milano in front of 500 raging anti-Trumpers. Big rally. 500 people. That's it. I think Trump will have 40,000 tonight in Michigan. Uh, hour two, 800-941-SEAN is our number. We'll check in with Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the House Republicans, uh, coming up. Uh, this is a fait accompli about 7 Eastern tonight. Just anticlimactic. The only fun stuff is like going along on the sideshow, the shift show. You know, shift happening all over the place. And, you know, there's so much bullshifting out there. It's amazing. Uh, but here's some of the madness. Show me! That's how nuts it's getting out there. But the people, Zogby now almost 70 percent of people, Democrats are more concerned with impeaching the president than helping America. And now the polls have swung dramatically in Donald Trump's favor. And uh, anyway, Bill O'Reilly gives us his very unique, simple take on all of this because he says he's a simple man. I say he's anything but simple. How are you, sir? 
I'm uh, I'm all right. Um, I avoided watching uh, a lot of the impeachment stuff today, and I, I feel much better. Um, it sounds like you just rolled out of bed, Bill. I mean, what no, I had a little sniffles, uh, <laughs> working a little too hard here at the sniffles. Um, but it's interesting, Miss Milano uh, seems to be enamored of the word stupid. She seems to like that word. Um, I won't take it any further than that. My analysis is based I'm on so, being, No, Bill, I'm so tired. I'm, I mean... I, I know, they, she's they, exhausted. They, I, I go to my trailer and I have to wait two hours for makeup and then I, you know... Yeah. You know. Well, look, I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion and certainly her opinion is um, being screeched out. But you know what is really interesting? This is the high point for those folks. Tonight is the high point. And I don't know how many people understand that. So from now on, until the election next November, it's all downhill for the hate Trump brigades. So I look at it from a historian point of view, not as a journalist or a pundit or even an American. So I'm looking at it from a historian's point of view. So, okay, you've got your impeachment vote. And uh, I think the best guy on this is Gerald Nadler, who in 1998 pretty much laid out what a farce it is to impeach a president unless you have both houses in Congress and both parties involved. Did he not? You played that soundbite, haven't you? Of course. Many times. Okay, so Nadler's pretty articulate on that. Of course, he's got to gun every single thing he said. On BillOReilly.com tonight, I'll rerun it again. Every single thing Congressman Nadler said in 1998 in defense of Bill Clinton, he has violated now. But the important thing for Americans is to not let it get you down over the Christmas season. This is now going to go to the Senate in January, and they'll dispatch it fairly quickly, I hope. Uh, And then we'll see who the American people want to give power to. And I don't think they want to give power to Alyssa Milano. 321 days. Or the Women's March. Or move on. I just don't think they do. And the Democratic Party has allied itself with those individuals, with those groups. And so tomorrow we see another Democratic debate, the 6-1. I'm not really expecting much else. Uh, Elizabeth Warren has collapsed in the polls, mainly because Americans don't believe her. And I think that if you are a traditional American like I am, um, 2020 is going to be a good year. I look at this as the greatest donation to the Trump campaign because it exposes them for who they are. This has been three years, Bill. They have done nothing for the American people. Three years. Endless conspiracy theories, lies, propaganda, bludgeoning, character assassination, misinformation. All of it has been disproven. Now they in, in this last rush to get this thing through without any due process at all. I just think the American people are fundamentally smarter than them. They see this for what it is. I think they're fed up with it because, look, you have a president who, like him or not, and I I told, I mean, I'm so ridiculous. I really am. I admit it. I'm a ridiculous person. I told him, man to man, eye to eye, face to face, I said, don't run and make it about you. Make it about them. Do you want 
the, you know, you pose a question to the American people. You may not like me, but my administration has been good for you. Your retirement plans, college plans, your job security, everything is better. Do you want these people? And then you run the clip of Alyssa Milano. <laughs> That's well, all he has to do. Make it about the folks. And if President Trump does that, he'll win pretty handily, I'm predicting, unless other stuff comes out. I am just watching objectively here. And everything that I know about politics and in my 31 years on radio, now my 24th year of Fox, is this. Are you better off than you were four years ago? What have what has the president done? Did he keep his word? Yeah. Judges. Yes. Tax cuts. Yes. Burdensome bureaucracy. Yes. Better free or fair uh, trade deals. Yes. Building a border wall come hell or high water. Yes. Individual mandate gone. Build up our nation's defenses. Done. Uh, getting out of these uh, long protracted conflicts. Well, he beat back the caliphate, ended it and got Baghdadi and his top lieutenants at the same time. Um, I see a guy that under the worst conditions has done all of that. Bill, you're a smart guy. Name one thing. Name, name one thing the Democrats have accomplished in the three years. One thing well, they've done. The Democratic Party doesn't want to accomplish anything. You have to understand that. So they don't want to pass legislation because it makes President Trump look good. Okay, I mean, so, so the that. answer is so they don't want to do it and they haven't done it. And so we don't have immigration reform, which we should have. We absolutely should have that. A much better immigration. The president uh, offered it. He offered dreamers. Absolutely. He, he offered it. And, and we should have had a robust debate and it should be law by now. But the obstruction to anything that President Trump wants to be, that's the resistance. That's the resistance. But I appreciate you calling me smart, Hannity. My God, my uh, my whole well, Christmas season guy. is made. I was just a well, I, by the way, I, I've been wondering what to get you for Christmas. And now no, I you just got it. You no, no, no. I, I just figured it out. I'm going to get you Allegra D, Alka-Seltzer plus cold medicine. And Thank I'm going to and I'm going to get you Nasacort uh, yeah. allergy. Don't by the way, don't use Afrin because it rebounds if you use it for like three days. It's not good. You keep getting I, back. I, I, I'm one of these homeopathic. Guys, I just tough it out. But I'm going to play that soundbite on BillOReilly.com all day long. I mean, you know, everybody's going to hear that. But you know, seriously, I think Americans and and rightfully so are angry and emotional and on both sides, on both sides. But but if I and I don't want to do this, I, I would avoid doing it. But if say I ran into um, Alyssa Milano at a subway. You know, we're both getting sandwiches, all right? And, and then I would turn to her and I would say, exactly what lies are haunting you? What lies that President Trump has told uh, are, are disturbing you? I, I'd like to know what lies. <laughs> and I, I can guarantee you, she wouldn't. I would buy her Subway sandwich if she had an answer to that. <laughs> Is that what you're eating for, like, you know, Christmas Eve dinner, a Subway sandwich? Well, you know, I'm a man of the people. So, you, uh, uh, all right, Bill, stop. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you got to stop. I think you believe in your own crap. I mean, come oh, on. Stop. Hey, well, come on. All right, well, let me you ask you. All right, I got a question. So what is your yeah. what is a Bill O'Reilly favorite meal? Well, by the way, one thing I know you don't do is you don't drink. And by the way, you need to drink. You're somebody that I would highly recommend you drink. You know, uh, people are saying um, 
crack. That's what I need. No, no. I, I don't. What is like your favorite dish? meal? What's your favorite thing to eat? Um, I like turkey. Nice roast turkey with the traditional uh, trimmings. Uh, whoa, whoa. Uh, but, but do you have a butterball turkey fryer like I do? Have you ever had a fried turkey? See, see, you're an affluent guy, Annie. I, I just like to have the regular turkey, and, and you, know, you get it at Home Depot or Lowe's, man. I mean, it's not. Would you, I'll tell you, I'll get you, a, I'll get you a butterball turkey fryer, yeah. Linda. Okay, but you got to follow my directions if you want. It's the juiciest turkey ever. All right, Linda. That re- sounds good. I mean, if you're bringing it over, I'm taking it. All right, post. I, I like, uh, I'm going to post me frying my turkey for Thanksgiving up on Hannity.com. All right, what what else do you like to eat besides? You know, I like dry I like turkey, lobster. I know that sounds a little swell, but I'm yeah. a big seafood guy. I like the clams. Uh, you and I have had dinner, and and we like steak. Good steak. Yep, I like steak. Um, you know, that's not a lot of meat, not a lot of red meat. I, you know, want to stay lean, and I want to stay, uh, you know, very uh, nimble. So I don't load up on that, but I like that. Um, but I'm a regular guy. I got my Cheerios in the morning. I got my regular guys giving me the sandwiches for lunch, you know, that kind of thing. Nothing special. By the way, you'd think like this is an important day in history. We're talking about Bill O'Reilly's favorite things. It's sort of yeah. like, all right, stay right there. Gonna be, okay, we're we, going to be looking up now. We're going to be getting back to normal. Listen, I, I'm be honest. I am happy about today because it's over. They have now, yeah, they, they have right. now, they have now jumped out of the plane and they're about to uh, that's it. politically that's crash. It. Here, here it is, Nancy. Here's your big moment. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, by it. the way, and like, are we really supposed to believe they're not high-fiving behind the t- closed doors? That's oh. Come on. Oh. Come on. How stupid do they think we are? All right, Bill yeah. O'Reilly. Hang on. All things at BillOReilly.com. All right. The uh, lunatic left-wing radical extremists impeaching the president, basically donating to the re-elect Trump campaign. Oh, tonight's rally with the president's going to be out of out of control. I think if to find out, find out, Linda, how many seats, I think it's like 40,000. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is with us. BillOReilly.com. So Linda tweeted to Bill during the break, apparently. Uh, the picture of me frying my turkey. What did you think? Did you show that on TV? That that picture of you with the turkey? N- n- uh, no, but I put it up. Uh, you got You got to do that. No, I tweeted it out. I put it no, up on. You t- well, I tweeted. You it want out. me to put it on TV I tonight? Want you to put it on your show because I want everybody to see your mittens. I want everybody to have these mittens. They're unbelievable. Okay, so here's the deal. And by the way, they're you not they're not they're not mittens. Free. By the way, when it's boiling peanut oil, Bill, you you kind of want to protect your skin. Just a thought. I know, but those mittens. I mean, Taylor oh. Swift would wear those. I'm oh, telling they're you, really nice. I, they're actually. Um, <laughs> you know anyway, what? You're You know what? You're just jealous because you I eat dry turkey. Jealous. You eat uh, dry. Old-fashioned turkey. You've never had a. You've never had well, a fried turkey. Deal, I, I'll trade you. You bring that little contraption over with the turkey thing. It looks good, and I'll give you five signed copies of the United States of Trump, and you can give them out as Christmas presents, stocking stuffers. How about that? Is yeah. that an even trade? Uh, no, I think I'll keep no. my. But no, I'm going to send you a turkey fry. All right, now, all right. Let's go. You're right. This is over, and it's all downhill from here. I actually think it's going to be so bad for them, and these polls are crashing. I think they're going to wish they never never went near this. I don't know about that. I might disagree with you there. I think Americans are tired of this, and I think by the end of January, this is gone, and nobody wants to revisit it. Now, the president himself may, but again, he'd be better 
served, in my opinion, my humble opinion, all right, to concentrate on who his opposition is. He can if walk and chew really gum at the same time. Back. Wait a minute, but what? he's been they've been trying to do this to him for three years and he still accomplished okay, everything. Okay, but he won. He's going to win. He's, he's not going to be booted out of office. Um, he's got a really good chance at reelection. But peel back who your opposition is. I mean, Hattie, these are dangerous people. This isn't Bill Clinton and the Clintons. This isn't Barack Obama. This isn't Jimmy Carter. This, this radical left movement um, that's driving all of this Trump resistance, these are dangerous people. All right, people. I got to roll. No, I agree. But listen, I am telling you. The American people won't forget this madness for three years, and it's going to hurt them. All right, BillOReilly.com, quick break. Your call's next. Arise today, Mr. Speaker, to call for the impeachment of the president of the United States of America. Trump would like to redefine the law the way that he wants to redefine it, but he's wrong. And yes, I believe that he should be impeached. So I really do believe that. We have learned that there is now evidence that the president of the United States uh, engaged in a felony to obtain the office of president. The Constitution could not be any clearer. Impeachment is the appropriate remedy for bribery, for treason, for high crimes misdemeanors. When your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won. Bullies don't win. And I no. said, baby, they don't. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach them. We have a moral obligation now uh, to investigate this president. Impeachment proceedings will give us more legal leverage to be able to get the information Congress needs to get to the bottom of what his administration has done mm-hmm. while they're in office. Unfortunately, the House of Representatives today has stalled in their pursuit of these facts and the truth. Only impeachment gives them the leverage and the mechanism necessary for us to know exactly what has happened and who is responsible for that. I believe that the president deserves to be impeached. Today, in the next 48 hours, I'll be introducing a resolution of investigation. The opening comments in that resolution says that the Judiciary Committee will investigate whether sufficient grounds exist for the House of Representatives to exercise the power by Article 1, Section 2, Clause 5 of the Constitution in respect to acts of impeachment of the President of the United States. I think it's time to move forward with an impeachment inquiry. I do. I, I personally do. We can't be scared of elections. We need to uphold the rule of law. The administration is certainly pushing the Congress in that direction by obstructing everything. Are you changing your tune on that? Uh, you know, I think the case gets stronger the more they stonewall the Congress. Nobody runs for Congress with the idea that I want to go there and start impeachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's what it's come to. The impeachment process is going to be inevitable. It's just a question of when, not if. My position on impeachment yeah, is what it has always been, and that is the President of the United States of America needs to be impeached. Impeach 45! Impeachment is the way that we establish that this man will not be permitted to break the law over and over without consequences. The impeachment must go forward. Senator Sanders, do Democrats have any choice but to impeach President Trump? Please respond. No, they don't. So I look forward, by the way, not only to a speedy and expeditious impeachment process. And the fact is that this president of the United States has gone so far as to say since 
this latest event that, in fact, he will not cooperate in any way at all, will not list any witnesses, will not provide any information, will not do anything to cooperate with the impeachment. They have no choice but to move. That's our job. We have a constitutional duty to pursue this impeachment. Secretary Castro, is impeachment a distraction? Not at all. Uh, We can walk and chew gum at the same time. We should begin impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump. We cannot allow that precedent to stand. There must be consequences, accountability and justice. The only way to ensure that is to begin impeachment proceedings. All right. There it is. There is your corrupt Congress, your your abusing power, Congress and all of their sick, ugly, twisted, demented, bifurcated brain, you know, Logic, thinking, common sense, intellectual honesty, all gone, dead, finished, Miss meaningless exercise of people that do nothing for we the people. That's what you got there. And that's who they are. And that defines them. And we get to decide in the end. Best part of the story. This is a chapter and it's, it's actually a sad chapter in American history, but it's really not even that sad to me because I've known them for who they are for so many years. This is who they are. This is what they do. This is all they care about. And if anything, we now have a bright shining light on them because for these very people to do this about the quid and the pro and the quo and ignore the Joe and the zero experience hunter, it says everything you need to know about who they are about what a bunch of phony hypocrites they all are, all the selective feigned moral outrage. And no, this is a somber exercise, a somber exercise. They kept saying, Uh, yeah, then they're all clapping. Somber, serious, grave, somber, dignitaries of, you know, dismal, depressing character, melancholy, conveying gloomy suggestions or ideas. Yeah, let's clap. Today we are here to defend democracy for the people. May God bless America. This is a somber moment. Very prayerful, too. I hear a lot. I heard a lot of prayer in the clapping. Uh, you know, it's sort of like those moments. What was it? The, there's one moment as a congresswoman got, makes the vote. Everyone starts saying, bye bye. We'll see you guys. You're done. This isn't going to go over well for you. All right. Let's get to the phones. Uh, Jordan in Pennsylvania. Jordan. Hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sean. Uh, I, I just as a as an average American citizen, an average middle-class American citizen, something that is so frustrating to me is that the the media, and you call it the, the mainstream media mob, they almost feel like they are more powerful than any court or any judge within our country because they push the narrative. No matter what we do, or no matter what roles are, are broken by their side, by the FBI, they can get away with that because the media has their back. How, how can we do, how can we go about this to, to make this right? You make it right in 321 days. You, you get to reject this. You get the final say. That's the best part of the story today. You know, I was wondering if this would impact me or bother me even a little bit. It doesn't even it doesn't even register on my bandwidth. And usually my bandwidth is pretty full. 
And, you know, I, you, it's just they, it is so meaningless what they're doing. They are meaningless people. They are shallow people. These are are petty people. These are not people that are looking out for any other interest but their own. And I guess maybe some of them have just convinced themselves in their self-righteous narcissism that they can ignore real Russia collusion with Hillary, ignore what they've done now for three years in the country, nothing for the American people, ignore their psychosis and their compartmentalization and everything is Donald Trump's fault. If the dog bites these things, if you're feeling bad, it's all Trump's fault. And somehow they've convinced their twisted minds that it wasn't a quid and a pro and a quo like Joe. We can forget. We can ignore Joe and Hunter. It's, again, it just highlights it all ends there in terms of knowing who they are, what they're about and what today is all about. Uh, Max Palm Springs, California, next on the Sean Hannity show. What's going on? How are you, Max? Hey. Wonderful. Hey, so if they're doing this on behalf of the American people and they're concerned and they're people of integrity about the Constitution and they don't think what they did to Carter Page was so bad, mm -hmm. then Congress people, Pelosi, Nadler, Schiff, and all of the presidential candidates can go down to their local FBI office and voluntarily say, it's okay for you to surveil themselves and their entire staff. If they're really people of integrity. Yeah. Do you really, and, and, you, and you really think that's going to happen before hell freezes over, right? Well, but, but Hey, if they're doing it for me, if they're doing it for the constitution, if they're people of integrity, then say, Hey, we want another good election. Come and surveil all of us because after all, they don't think what they did to Carter Page was a violation of his of his civil rights. They don't care because the ends justified the means in all of this. They were they were supposed <laughs> to be the great civil libertarians. They're not civil libertarian. They, Wouldn't that be a great presidential question, though, for the debates? Would you would you be willing, uh, uh, vice former Vice President Biden, to have your campaign surveilled to ensure the election was sound? The answer, see, this is what this is why there's a, psych a psychological component to all this, which I don't want to repeat myself too often, but it's really alive and well. You know, call it Trump derangement syndrome if you want. But what does that mean? You have to ignore real Russia collusion or the outrage, that, the feigned outrage of we can't have foreign election interference and and ignore the dirty Russian dossier, which is what they've done. You can't claim obstruction matters so much, but you're going to ignore Hillary's deletion of subpoenaed emails and bleach bit and hammers. You know, foreign election interference. OK, it's bad if it's Russia because Russia was helping President Trump. But no, the New York Times says that the dirty dossier was likely Russian disinformation from the get go. Well, what about Ukraine election interference? Conservatives have been pushing that. Well, Ukraine has a court that said they interfered and Politico wrote a long piece about it in January, January 11th of 2017. That is separate and apart from Russia, the hostile regime led by the hostile actor Vladimir Putin. But, you know, think about that. If the dirty dossier was Russian disinformation from the get go. Oh, they were helping Hillary because we know Ukraine was helping Hillary, according to Alexandra Chalupa and Politico's write up of her meeting in the Ukrainian embassy in Washington for the purpose of digging up dirt on Trump and on his associates. You, This is the psychological side of this. If it's Trump, it's bad. If it's Hillary, oh, never mind. If it's Joe and quid and pro and quo and you're not getting the billion dollars, you know, the real bribery, the real quid pro quo. The real uh, misuse of, of of taxpayer dollars, the real you've got six hours. Fire the guy that's investigating my zero experience son who's getting paid millions. Or you're not getting that billion dollars. 
They don't talk about it. So what do they have? So the psychological component is, well, we'll cut off all reason, intellectual honesty, common sense, and we'll compartmentalize our brains, bifurcate it, completely wall it off and say, only if it's Trump is it bad. If it's us, we ignore it. Boop, 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 boop. You know, they're losing it. Boop, 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 boop. They're losing their minds. Uh, but Ashley is in North Carolina. Ashley, how are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so first time caller, I'm very excited. Um, my question is, what is the likelihood? So if, if the Republicans take the House next this next election, what's the likelihood that they'll be able to bring Adam Schiff up on like some kind of expelment charges or something based on what he did with Devin Nunes and the phone records and pulling those records and all the other things that he did in this Congress? The answer is, yeah, all of that would happen if the House flips hands. Look, I think it's possible. I don't have a good feel yet. And up on Hannity.com, we're really going to crank it up by the start of next year. We're going to put up there and we'll remind you often if you haven't registered to vote. What are the deadlines to register? Where you vote? You know, we're going to try and make it as as user friendly so people can engage easily in this next elect election. What are the deadlines? You know, when is early voting start? What about absentee voting? All of that sort of thing. We'll put it up there and we'll we'll. It'll be comprehensive for every state. But, you know, if they if they win, yeah, of course they can. You know, of course they can go after Adam Schiff. They would have the ability to do that. That would be pretty good. Uh, news Roundup and Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show. That's coming up. Kevin McCarthy, by the way, the House Minority Leader, will join us. All right, as we get back to our busy telephones here, saying hi next to Brian in Minnesota. Brian, hi. How are you? Glad you called. You know, I'd say that there's an outside shot that Minnesota could be in play for Donald Trump. Oh, I totally agree. Um, Sean, first of all, thanks for having me on. And from one deplorable, deplorable Walmart smelly shopper to another, Merry Christmas to you. So, Well, Merry Christmas um, to you, my fellow smelly Walmart shoppers. <laughs> By the way, people, I hope um, the people at Walmart, you know, we're, we're saying we really love Walmart. Well, yeah, I mean. I'm a proud Walmart. Yeah, I love there. Walmart. I love Costco, Walmart, uh, the big Target stores. Uh, the Kmart that was open at my house closed down a number of years ago. And I think that happened. And I don't know why. But anyway, what's on your mind? John, my question for you is with quid pro quo Joe leading the Democratic Party presidential nominees. And if he's actually going to secure it as the candidate, can you imagine how the debates between Biden and Trump would go? I mean, Trump getting impeached is just a jumpstart uh, by the fact that he was trying to expose Biden's corrupt Ukraine history. But it could be pretty comical and pretty awkward, just like the debates between him, him and Hillary uh, were, you know, in 2016. So just thought I'd get your take Listen, on that. I, I just don't think Biden has a fastball. I don't even think he has a slow pitch. I don't think Biden belongs on the stage. You know, Biden, I'll be honest, um, he's it actually scary. You know, I'm watching him. He just doesn't seem to be with it enough for me, uh, nor does he seem to have the energy level that one would need to be a president. Donald Trump is he's like the Energizer Bunny. He goes and goes and never stops, never sleeps, never stops. I mean, he's there 24 seven almost. I mean, I'm sure he sleeps some, but not a lot. And I know the personality very well. Because that's very similar to the way I roll in my life. And maybe I should sleep more, but I figure I sleep more when I'm dead. A lot of time to sleep then. You're not allowed to get back up again. That's the rules. Very quiet out there. In very the woods. quiet out there. In the, when I go in, you know, go out in the woods in my mausoleum. Hannity's America. All right. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. The House uh, Republican 
leader, uh, Kevin McCarthy, will join us. Uh, this is this is a purely partisan impeachment. We have a few defections to the Republican side. None. No Republican defected. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. In the final hour of the Sean Hannity Show. To get to the notion of where we are and how the Democrats are feeling today, you can feel it in the air here. It feels different. It is palpable that this is uh, momentous, that this is grave. And again, it is, despite the Democrats' talking points, not something that this speaker wanted to do for and about this president. Yeah, it's a somber, somber mood. Uh, the advice from the speaker to the Democrats, don't gloat. I think that's significant on a very, very somber day. Well, it is significant because this is a moment, as she says, that nobody was really looking forward to. You have a country that is bitterly divided uh, on this, and gloating would be the wrong thing. We do know today that Nancy Pelosi has the votes. She wants to make today a Democratic congresswoman who's wearing uh, a dark dress and said that she and some of her her colleagues, who are not men because they tend to wear dark clothes anyway, uh, talked about wearing a sort of dark dress today to show the somber nature of the day. Today we are here to defend democracy for the people. May God bless America. There. Oh, that was so somber. I heard it. You know, this this entire I don't even know what you want to call it, except their abuse of power. This entire thing is built on zero. This is who they are. This is who they will always be. This is about them, their power, their inability to accept the results in 2016. Now, in 321 days, you, we, the people, you get the final say. Because to be where they are, you literally had to shut down all intellectual thought and honesty in your brain. You have to shut down reason in your brain. You have to shut down common sense in your brain. And you have to forget, oh, the very thing they're feigning outrage about, the quid and the pro and the quo, which will change to bribery, uh, which will change to extortion, which will change to abuse of power and obstruction of justice, which, by the way, was blown out of the uh, water last week by the U.S. Supreme Court taking on the case. Yeah, the executive branch, when in conflict with the legislative branch, has the right to seek remedy in the third branch of government. That would be the judicial branch. And it is now under review. But they're in too big a rush for that. Don't have time to wait. Wait for those moments. We're going to we're going to race the impeachment. This has to to get where you are as a Democrat. You have to forget Joe. You're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor uh, who is investigating my zero experienced son who's being paid millions. You fire him, you get the billion. You you, You don't ever talk about that if you're a Democrat. Or you're in the media mob, just like you had to ignore the dirty Russian dossier bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton in as it relates to the Russia whole investigation. You have to forget that part, even though eventually even the New York Times recognized it was likely Russian disinformation from the beginning. You have to forget that. Yeah. Obstruction of justice. Only if it's bad. Only if Trump did it. We'll forget about the subpoenaed emails and bleach bit and hammers. That's how 
That's what I mean when I talk about bifurcating your brain, and that's compartmentalization. That is zoning out from all truth, all objective truth, all reality, all facts in life, all intellectual honesty and reason. Anyway, um, all of this is meaningless, except that just remember how you feel today. Just remember the lies that have been told. Just remember that we've only had three years of this by these do-nothing Democrats because they only want their power and they are raging every day out of their mind because Donald Trump lives in the crevices of their brains and they can't get him out. Uh, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is with us. Uh, Congressman, how are you? I'm doing well, Sean. Somber, began, som- a somber and prayerful day. Somber and prayerful. Yeah. You know when they say that somber and prayerful, and it's something they never ran for? Just look at the facts. She admitted for the last two and a half years she'd been trying to impeach him. Nadler, who's ahead of the committee of impeachment, campaigned with his own Democrats, because that's, that's how you get chosen as chair, that he'd be the best for impeachment. The freshman that gave them the majority, the day they were sworn in, they go that night to a party and said they're going to impeach the mother. And then Raskin, who they picked the congressman to represent him at the Rules Committee yesterday, two days before the president is being sworn in, talks about impeaching him. The only prayers they've had for him is they've been wanting to impeach him. You know, look, it's something that has zero meaning to me because of everything that you're describing. You know, then you have the the Jim Jordan four facts that never change. And when exactly. And then you say, well, then why are we here? Because this is the only thing that they have fixated on for three straight years. You know why we're here? Because they hate us. They hate what we believe. They called us deplorables because we would support President Trump. And now they want to disqualify our votes. They know they cannot beat them. And that's why they've always had a timeline when to do this. They just never had the facts. So you see the polls are tanking for them. They're not doing well. Uh, It's been a dramatic turnaround in the last week. Uh, They're racing this thing through, but they're going to go on recess. When do you guys finally go out on recess when you finish this around, what, six or seven tonight, right? Yeah, well, well, then we'll have votes tomorrow and we'll be done. We're going to vote on USMCA, the biggest victory the president, which everybody promised before they could do and they could not, but only this president could do it. The only reason Pelosi is bringing that up is because she's impeaching him. The only reason why she would allow it. What, what do you see happening in the Senate? I mean, we've heard from Mitch McConnell. I interviewed him. He's like, there's nothing here. Every every Republican senator I've talked to, there's nothing there. Uh, they'll hand this this garbage impeachment, meaningless impeachment over to the Senate. What do you expect happens there? And what would you like to have happen? Well, you know, uh, in the Senate, it's like walking into a jury. The, the chief justice is going to come in, preside over it. But I'm going to give the members of this Republican conference a lot of credit because they never backed away. Even when Schiff first started lying about this, we head straight in to give the facts. And I think we've educated the Senate over there. And I think they're in a very strong place that they know. Even their Democratic leader, Schumer, is now admitting that everything over here has been a sham, right? No fair process. Remember when you put that letter out, when I first put that letter to the Speaker Nancy Pelosi? Yeah. She treat this president the same standard we this House has always treated a Republican or Democrat president, and she rejected it. Something has seemed to have happened in the course of all of this. Um, and I, I'm, I have more time on radio, and I want you to expand on why you think this is, because I've been 
you know how critical I've been of Republicans and leadership oh, yeah. over the years. And I've I've been frustrated by the Republican Party. I'm a registered conservative. But I see something that I haven't seen in a long time. I see a unity, a purpose. I see Republicans actually fighting for things they believe in and agendas that they're supporting that are working because the president's agenda and he's gotten so much done, even under the worst circumstances in which a president can work uh, ever since he took office. But what has happened? What, what can you tell us has happened or what you believe has happened with the Republican rank and file that has brought out this new energy in them? Well, if you lose, you understand. And the only way you're going to try to ever get a majority, they're not given to you, they're earned. And the one thing when I took over leadership, I realized we were not a united. And I wanted to find the very best people in the best positions. I didn't want somebody to be left aside because somehow maybe you philosophically didn't agree with them. So I put the very best people in the right places. You let them unshackle them and let them work. Last night, we were sitting and having a meeting after conference. And it's a meeting that sometimes probably wouldn't happen in the past. There's Mark Meadows sitting next to me. There's a Cla- Andy Biggs over there. And we're sitting and we're walking through what's going to happen today. Mark Meadows stops and says, I just want to tell you, this is the most open, united I've ever seen this Congress. He actually told me that last ever. night. I talked to him yeah. last night. He told me about about the exact same story you just described. He said it to me. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you a tipping point for me because I did did not like how Freedom Caucus members were treated under Paul Ryan. Um, And when you put Jim Jordan on the Intel Committee, that was a grand slam. Um, Now, I I would imagine that Pat Cipollone, Jay Sekulow are going to be there for the president in the Senate trial. I mean, if there are House members, Jordan and Meadows, they're my two guys, maybe Gates, if you want to fire the place up a little bit. You should also include Radcliffe. I mean, Radcliffe. No, I like a Radcliffe a lot. Attorney. Yeah, he's good. He, he's the only one that's been on both committees. And and I think what you have watched through this. By the way, do you agree with my choice? Do you like my choices or no? You can be honest. I like your choices. Yeah. All right, but good. the one thing I would tell you too, though, is you see how deep our bench is. Yeah. You probably didn't even know about Elise Stefanik before, or Mike Turner, or Chris Stewart. You know. I. By the way, I put all of these people on my show now. I would never put these yeah. people on. Ever. No, you'd have a different position. of it. But what we've been able to do is bind together. I mean, Will Hurd sitting in there defending. I mean, we have had some of the strongest unity. Why? I give a lot of credit to this president. I give a lot of credit to this conference. And I think at the end of the day, I might give any some credit to the Democrats because they have been so far-fetched. They have lied so much. They have Adam Schiff. That individual. Now, we just had a judge come forward. I guess I wouldn't be. I'd be in trouble if I was on the House floor and I called him a compromised, (laughs) corrupt, coward, congenital liar. Is that allowed? Uh, You know what? I I think the truth should be allowed on that floor because this man has lied so much. So much. And has put this country through so many nightmares. We don't have to do this. Go back to what you finish your other thought. You're talking about the team. The team is more united. We're collectively working together. When they started attacking Elise Stefanik, you know what happened? The entire conference stood right behind her and said, let's not let this have you tack one of them, you tack all of us. We would work together, all the committees, because everything the Democrats did was to game the system. Okay. And so even though you might not be on that committee, we would go down and we would sit and talk and prepare the committees ahead of time. Give us the advice from, from Lee Zeldin to, to Mark Meadows to Liz Cheney sitting in that room myself, and we'd be working on it. And then when it would move to judiciary, we'd have the intel committee in there 
telling the others from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Everybody has been a part of this. It's not been one person. And I think that's what creates a team together. All right. Stay right there. Uh, When we come back, uh, what your prediction in the Senate is as we continue with the Republican leader in the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, on this very solemn and prayerful day. Uh, Full coverage of this. Oh, and by the way, Michael Horowitz, devastating testimony today. And Lisa Page, uh, we have a rebuttal for her, too. And the president speaking tonight. Big rally. 40,000 people, I heard, in uh, Michigan. Quick break. Right back. More with Kevin McCarthy on the other side. All right. As we continue, Republican leader uh, Kevin McCarthy is with us. So, all right. It's going to be handed now over to the Senate. It's a fait accompli. That starts in January. I guess you all are back, what, January 6th, right? I think 6th or 7th, yes. Okay. Do you think they bring it up immediately? And and now McConnell's saying he doesn't think it's going to take long at all. It's going to be one, two, three, and out of there. Well, from what they see, even with Schumer claiming that this is a farce over on this side, I don't see that it takes very long. It it should not take five weeks, maybe one to two weeks, and this thing should be over. And I believe when you look at the vote today, the bipartisan vote will be against impeachment. And what's interesting is that's one of the criterias that Speaker Pelosi set out for herself, but it's on the wrong side. I think you'll get a bipartisan vote against impeachment over in the Senate. What would your, you we get a couple Democrats. That'll be interesting to see. What was your take on the IG report? Now, you, for me and what I do for a living, I mean, I call the media a mob because they are a mob. The, the media in this country, they they don't seem to really care about truth. And they push one conspiracy theory live for three years. Ends up that premeditated fraud on a FISA court occurred using Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for dirty Russian dossier. New York Times finally realized it was likely Ru- Russian disinformation from the beginning. Uh, she gets a pass on obstruction. Uh, they did have Russia collusion. They did spy on a president. They did take away another individual's civil liberties. And they did it knowingly. What should happen to the people involved in that? Well, I think this sh- the law should be upheld. If there is an FBI agent that fundamentally changed what was said to take it through a FISA and lied, that's breaking the law. If somebody knowingly put another signed a FISA report to go spy on an American, even though they knew the truth of where the dossier was, they should be upheld with the law. I think people should get indicted on this. Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations to all of you guys. And I would say that the odds of you becoming uh, the majority in the next Congress have gone up dramatically as of today. I do have faith in the American people in 321 days. Think of this, Sean, and first, we owe you a lot of thanks, just as not as a Republican, but as an American. When others in the media would would just go parrot the lies, you went to find the facts and you educated America. By the way, they all hate the fact that I'm right and that we're number one (laughs) because we tell the truth. It's not complicated with one thing. They would crucify you. They crucify me anyway. Things they've been wrong with. They just oh make it up. It doesn't matter if I'm right. They're never going to say, oh, uh, this breaking news just in. Hannity's right again. We were wrong again. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Anyway, no. listen, have a Merry Christmas. Uh, this is my last day on the uh, on the year. So uh, we'll see you guys your back last in January. Day of the decade. That That is it. By 2019. See ya. It, 2020. Here we come. Yep. All right. 321 days, Congressman. We look forward to it. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy. Quick break. Right back. Your call straight ahead. Order, show 
I'm tired of this. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not tired of fighting Donald Trump and his many, many impeachable offenses. And I'm not tired of tr speaking truth to power. I will never tire of that. But I am so tired of being lied to by a president. And I'm, I'm tired that the entire Republican Party thinks that we are all stupid. I mean, this has committed obstruction of justice, abuse of power, bribery, obstruction of Congress, and the American people know this. And we also know the Republicans are picking party over country. So when the Republicans mention Vice President Biden's son, or when they attack the whistleblower, or question the patriotism and motivation of Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, a soldier who earned a Purple Heart in the service of our nation, they think that we are all so stupid that we'll believe them. Well, guess what? We see right through their lies and bullshit. All right, there you have the freakout squad known as the job is so hard. I mean, I'm so tired from an actress and everything. And you got to you got to sit in the trailer for hours and do nothing. And and you, then you got to go on camera and actually work for a minute or two. And then they, they then you wait some more. And it's hard. It's really hard work. <laughs> yeah. OK. Uh, the, oh, did you hear what she said? Too? It sounded like Ashley Judd. Remember when she was saying, I, I can't even repeat it. Can't repeat what she said either, because I'm going to repeat it and then I'll get in trouble. My name is Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd is and here. I am a feminist. I am a nasty woman. I'm not as nasty as a man who looks like he bathes in Cheeto dust. A man whose words are a diss track to America. Electoral college sanctioned hate speech contaminating this national anthem. I'm not as nasty as Confederate flags being tattooed across my city. Maybe the South actually is gonna rise again. Maybe for some, it never really fell. I'm not nasty like the combo of Trump and Pence being served up to me in my voting booth. I'm nasty like the battles my grandmothers fought to get me into that voting booth. I'm nasty like the fight for wage equality. Scarlett Johansson, why were the female actors paid less than half of what the male actors earned last year? See, even when we do go into higher paying jobs, our wages are still cut with blades sharpened by testosterone. Why is the work of a black woman and a Hispanic woman worth only 63 and 54 cents of a white man's privileged daughter? This is not a feminist myth. This is inequality. So we are not here to be debunked. We are here to be respected. We are here to be nasty. 
nasty, like my blood stains on my bed sheets. We don't actually choose if and when to have our periods. Believe me, if we could, some of us would. We don't like throwing away our favorite pairs of underpants. Tell me, why are pads and tampax still taxed? Ooh, that was a brand name. Why are tampons and pads still taxed when Viagra and Rogaine are not is your erection really more than protecting the sacred messy part of my womanhood is the blood stain on my jeans more embarrassing than the thinning of your hair uh anyway what can i tell you and then the mob and the media as corrupt as they are uh by the way a quick hello to our friend charlie kirk um, Charlie is uh, the person running this organization, Turning Points USA. Um, I do not accept many speaking engagements at all because my work schedule is insane. Uh, this will be my last day of programming uh, before I take my long Christmas break. Um, and it's the only time of year I take a long break. And uh, anyway, but I am it's such a, a worthwhile cause organization. And I wanted to go down because you have a a bunch of incredible young people that are a part of this organization, the next generation, you know, when, when Hannity goes off into the mausoleum one day somewhere, Hannity's America's mausoleum. Well, there'll be people like Charlie Kirk and uh, Candace Owens holding down the shop. Um, Your organization has grown by leaps and bounds. And I'm going to be speaking somewhere, someplace to your group, undisclosed location uh, this week. That's right, Sean. It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you. And with so much going on in the news, uh, it's quite a week to be doing this. And the president will also be speaking uh, Saturday evening. And uh, we're honored to have you there and to have thousands. Well, that really good thing I'm going before him because I don't want to speak after him. I mean, you see his rallies when in his closes. We are one glorious nation under God. We are one united American family. It's great close. That's that's right. And it's just so against the media narrative that you do such a, a good job of, you know, pointing out their hypocrisy and their absurdity when you have over 4000 students. Uh, to assemble over Christmas break uh, in an undisclosed location. It might be South Florida. It might be somewhere else. But uh, to rally around America, to rally around the Constitution, and to support our president in the midst of this impeachment fight. And it's a great honor to have you, Sean. Uh, we take that as a serious compliment to the work we're doing. And no, and it, well, what you're doing. So you got four, over 4,000. Now, how many will be at my speech? Like a 100 or 200 maybe? Well, we're going to try to have more at your speech and the president's speech, but no guarantee we can pull that off. But, well, if you pull that uh, no, off, I'll, you know, I'll start thinking about 2024 if that happened, but that's not going to happen. So I don't have to worry about it. Well, uh, you no, know, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, I will say this. It is when I hear you got 4000 kids coming to an event. You're right. Over Christmas holiday. And I, there are some towns, by the way, that hate my guts because of my coverage of spring break and Panama City Beach in particular. But what I didn't like is you had all these, you know, criminal elements coming in with these drugs and these kids literally are dying and there's nobody there to really protect them and nothing's organized and no good is really happening for those kids. And but you had people specifically going in with drugs manufactured in their backyard with God knows what and kids were dying. So I wanted to do something about it. But when you have kids that get together and they love their country. And they want to do well for their country that, you know what, you should be very proud of all your success. Well, thank you, Sean. And you'll play a big part of that. And just to be able to rally against what the 
the left is doing and the Democrats are trying to impeach this president, it goes right against the narrative that you have young people, students, the next generation standing up against this scam impeachment uh, with people like you and the president that have done so much for our country. So it's going to be an amazing weekend and uh, truly historic in many different ways. Well, look, we appreciate it. And I really I really do look forward to going down there. Um, I don't get to go out on the road like I used to. I don't have the time I would love to. But when I see a group of 4000 kids like you've been able to assemble, um, that ma- that makes me feel good about where the country's headed. I look forward to seeing you all uh, later this week and uh, wish you all the best and congratulations on all of your success. Thank you. God bless you, Sean. And thank you for what you do for our country. It's a truly an inspiration. Well, so God, bl- God bless great. you, too. All right, my friend. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. All right. To our busy phones we go. We've got uh, Dan in Chicago. Dan, the man. How are you? Glad you called. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. What's going uh, on? Nothing. I was calling up. I'm a police officer in the Chicago area. Uh, and I, uh, it's concerning the FISA applications. I one time had to fill out a search warrant. I had one number wrong on the address after I had already had it signed by the judge. I had to correct that warrant and go meet the judge out at a hot dog joint. Otherwise, my entire case would have been shot. Now, let alone had I left out exculpatory uh, material or flat out lied, uh, I would not have a job anymore, possibly even being charged for perjury. I don't understand how 17 uh, discrepancies, how these FISA uh, warrants could have kept getting applied for and approved. Uh, Look, I'll tell you, if we don't do the follow through now that we have the information and now it's officially corroborated, everything we have been telling people happened, happened. If we don't hold them accountable in the end, and I think the strong outspoken language of both Durham and Barr has made it very, very clear that there will be consequences. Um, But if we don't, then that means we just have a two tier justice system. And that means equal justice under the law doesn't exist and equal application of our laws don't exist. Well, I'll tell you the, the rebuke from the FISA courts. It was pretty the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's pretty unprecedented. And I can tell you something. The last thing you want to do is lie and piss off a judge because uh, that's exactly what they'll do. And that's why the, the court spoke out, because they're attaching their name to uh, a warrant that invades a person's privacy. And it's a big deal for a judge. And when they're lied to, they don't take that very lightly at all. Look, I I'm like you. I've said this many times. There are some people you never want to piss off. And one is a judge. Um, you ever see Judge Judy and watch her show? And I actually got a chance to meet her. And and honestly, I've watched people go to, try to go toe to toe with her. And she's having none of it. That no. That is real life. Judges yep. are not going to take your crap. And it's yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, your honor. No, your honor. Thank you, Your Honor. Absolutely. I've been in front of hundreds of them. So, And I don't know one that is any different. And by the way, they deserve the respect. They, yes, des- they do. They, you know, they've, they've worked hard to get those positions. They deserve all of that respect. And when you watch these dopey people go in and they try to take on the judge, it's like, here we go. The show begins because the judge is going to knock them down pretty quick. Well, if, if a lot of people like you are keeping up the battle, hopefully these people will be brought to justice. Uh, like I said, if it happened to me, I know I would be out of a job and, and charged with perjury, and the same should go for them. Well said. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for all you do, Dan. Uh, not easy being a cop in Chicago these days. Denise is in Chicago also. Hi, Denise. How are you? I'm good, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Well, I uh, have you ever seen a mongoose in a rattlesnake pit? Not exactly. No, I never did. Well, now, there's something you don't hear every day. 
That's, uh, you know, that's how I look at Donald Trump. I think that, you know, these crazy Democrats are going to have to figure out some other kind of venom to uh, to try to take him out because this is not going to work. And I can't wait to vote for him in 2020. And my question to you is, when do you think he's going to release all the information that he possibly can, unclassified documents? You know, when do you think we're going to get that? I think What's he remember he gave the, a lot of that over to the attorney general Barr, so Barr can do his investigation. I think that uh, otherwise, my guess is the president probably thought it would be viewed through a political lens, even though we do have a right to all of this. Now that we know it's out of the purview of the inspector general, who I actually think did a very good job. I disagreed with his conclusions, but when he had a chance to go before Lindsey Graham, um, I found it reasonable as ex- explanation that there was like no smoking gun, but he only had the purview of the DOJ and the FBI. Uh, it goes way beyond that in Durham's investigation and Barr's investigation. And I believe the documents which you are referring to will ultimately be released. I don't have any doubt about that whatsoever. And that's that probably will be very um, revealing. I hope I hope that's the case, because we also need to get to the bottom of all the unmasking. You know, none of that has even happened yet. Susan Rice, Samantha Powers. I mean, You're right. You know, we really need to know this stuff before the election so that we can see how corrupt the Obama administration really was. Well, listen, I will tell you, I think we're all getting there. And I think today's a turning point. I think Americans now see exactly who they are, where they're coming from and how useless they are. This is now my last show of the year. Uh, Yeah, we'll have a great show on TV tonight, but uh, we will be back. I'm going to recharge the batteries, find God, get some peace and thought, creativity going. And when we get back after the new year, buckle up. This is going to be one of the more fun rides, one one of the greatest elections ever. And my hope and dream for the new year for all of us is that we get to hear on Election Day, November 3rd of 2020, yes, CNN fake news can now project Donald J. Trump has been reelected the president of the United States. Well, in all seriousness, we wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. All of God's blessings to you and your family. Thank you for giving us this microphone every day and that camera every night. I know it's hard to look at, but we try our best. Anyway, have a great holiday. Have a great rest as uh, we come back next year. It is going to be a roller coaster ride.